0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives
1: as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where King Saul makes a foolish oath and he nearly takes the life of his son Jonathan to save face. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 14 on Simply the Bible. Sometimes
0: we utter rash words only to regret them later. But as I learned many years ago, speaking words is like squeezing a toothpaste tube. It's easy to get it out. It's impossible to take it back. Israel was at war with the Philistines. Saul's son Jonathan and his armor-bearer had brought about a great victory when they single-handedly attacked a Philistine garrison. Now the Philistines were panicked, confused, and attacking each other. And seeing that the war was turning to Israel's favor, many of the people of Israel came out from their hiding places to join Saul's army. Saul now wanted to exploit this opportunity against the Philistines, but he resorted to foolish means. We pick it up in 1 Samuel 14, 24. And the men of Israel were distressed that day, for Saul had placed the people under oath, saying, Cursed is the man who eats any food until evening before I have taken vengeance on my enemies." So none of the people tasted food. Saul gave this order that the entire army should fast that day. Now, there is a time for fasting. Fasting enables us to turn away from feeding our flesh so that we can feed the spirit and really focus on God. But it isn't wise to fast when you are expending great amounts of energy what was Saul's motivation for making his men fast. It wasn't spiritual. He wanted them to be completely focused so that he could get vengeance on his enemies. This was motivated by selfish ambition. Really, he was in competition with his son, Jonathan, and he didn't want Jonathan to upstage him. Saul was so adamant about advancing his personal glory that he put anyone who ate food before evening under a curse. Rather than the men growing spiritually and in intimacy with God, which should be the fruit of a legitimate fast, Saul's oath and curse distressed his men. That's the result of vows and works of the flesh. Saul made a foolish oath and made his men needlessly suffer. Now all the people of the land came to a forest, and there was honey on the ground. And when the people had come into the woods, there was the honey dripping, but no one put his hand to his mouth, for the people feared the oath. But Jonathan had not heard his father charge the people with the oath. Therefore he stretched out the end of the rod that was in his hand and dipped it in a honeycomb and put his hand to his mouth, and his countenance brightened. Then one of the people said, Your father strictly charged the people with an oath, saying, Cursed is the man who eats food this day. And the people were faint. But Jonathan said, My father has troubled the land. Look now how my countenance is brightened because I tasted a little of this honey. How much better if the people had eaten freely today of the spoil of their enemies, which they found. For now would there not have been a much greater slaughter among the Philistines. Jonathan and his armor bearer had already brought about a great victory that day and no doubt Jonathan was hungry and weak. And there as they went through the woods was dripping honey. So it seemed like the provision of the Lord. So Jonathan ate some and immediately his face brightened and his strength was restored. Just the instantaneous energy of the honey. But Jonathan wasn't present when his dad had made this rash oath that no one was to eat anything until sundown. He didn't know about it. When Jonathan was told about the oath, he said, my father has troubled the land. Wouldn't it have been better to let the men eat? Then we would have had a much greater victory today. Jonathan demonstrated more wisdom and more concern for the men then did his father, the king. Jonathan was the kind of leader that men passionately follow. In Psalm 19, David wrote that the law of the Lord is sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. Like the army of Israel, we cannot continually expend ourselves in spiritual battles and life in general without stopping to feed on the honey of God's word. Our countenance will brighten, And we will have divine energy to continue the warfare at hand when we take the time to feed our spirits with the word of God and prayer. Communion with God is essential. It's wrong to be so focused on serving the Lord that we don't take time to abide in Him, sitting at His feet and receiving His grace and strength. Verse 31. Now they had driven back the Philistines that day from Michmash to So the people were very faint and the people rushed on the spoil and took sheep, oxen and calves and slaughtered them on the ground. And the people ate them with the blood. Then they told Saul saying, look, the people are sinning against the Lord by eating with the blood. So he said, you have dealt treacherously. Roll a large stone to me this day. Then Saul said, Disperse yourselves among the people and say to them, Bring me here every man's ox and every man's sheep. Slaughter them here and eat and do not sin against the Lord by eating with the blood. So every one of the people brought his ox with him that night and slaughtered it there. Then Saul built an altar to the Lord. This was the first altar that he built to the Lord. When evening came, the oath expired and the soldiers were so famished that they rushed upon the spoil. They went from fasting to an orgy of feasting, killing sheep, oxen, and calves on the ground. And they started eating them without draining the blood first, which of course the law required them to do. So when Saul was told about what was going on, rather than taking responsibility for causing this problem and distressing the men and making them hungry and famished and crazy <laughs> by his own foolish oath. while well, he accused them of dealing treacherously and sinning against the Lord by eating meat with the blood still in it. Saul was losing it. Now, Saul tried to make the situation right by providing a rock on which the men could slaughter their animals and drain the blood, and that was fine. But then he built an altar to the Lord. But keep in mind, Saul was not a priest, and only the priests were permitted to offer sacrifices to God. So two wrongs don't make a right. All these things occurred because Saul had made a foolish vow. But do you think that he admitted that? Likewise, it is easy for us to Find others to blame for our own foolish words and actions, especially rash ones. This behavior has its root in pride. How much better is it for us to humble ourselves quickly and admit when we're wrong? The Bible says that if we cover our transgressions, we won't prosper. But if we will confess and renounce them, then we will find mercy. Now Saul said, let us go down after the Philistines by night and plunder them until the morning light and let us not leave a man of them. And they said, do whatever seems good to you. Then the priest said, let us draw near to God here. So Saul asked counsel of God, shall I go down after the Philistines? Will you deliver them into the hand of Israel? But he did not answer him that day. So Saul wanted to exploit this opportunity and even fight the Philistines all night long. And his men, now having their stomachs full of food, said, do whatever seems good to you. So they were supportive of him. But then the priest said, well, wait, let's first draw near to God. Let's inquire of him. And so Saul asked counsel of God, but God would not answer him. You know, It's a red flag when we're seeking the Lord and we're not getting any answers. Usually it means that something is wrong. Something is out of order because Jesus said that my sheep hear my voice. If you get into that place where you're praying and you just don't know what God's will is, then it's probably because something is in the way. David said that if I regard sin in my heart, the Lord would not hear so what we need to do is just say, okay, Lord, is there something in the way here? Is there something I'm not seeing here? Am I not listening to you? And, and then be prompt to confess whatever it is that he shows us so that the avenue of communication can be clear. Well, Saul said, come over here, all you chiefs of the people and know and see what this sin was today. For as the Lord lives who saves Israel, though it be in Jonathan, my son, he shall surely die. But not a man among all the people answered him. Then he said to all Israel, you be on one side and my son Jonathan and I will be on the other side. And the people said to Saul, do what seems good to you. Therefore, Saul said to the Lord God of Israel, give a perfect lot. So Saul and Jonathan were taken, but the people escaped. And Saul said, cast lots between my son Jonathan and me. So Jonathan was taken. Then Saul said to Jonathan, tell me what you have done. And Jonathan told him and said, I only tasted a little honey with the end of the rod that was in my hand. So now I must die. Saul answered, God do so and more also, for you shall surely die, Jonathan But the people said to Saul, Shall Jonathan die, who has accomplished this great deliverance in Israel? Certainly not. As the Lord lives, not one hair of his head shall fall to the ground, for he has worked with God this day. So the people rescued Jonathan, and he did not die. Notice here, as soon as Saul finds out that Jonathan was the one who had broken his oath, he wants to kill his own son over this stupid rash oath that he made. It just shows you that Saul was losing it. He was losing his mind. He was insanely jealous now over Jonathan and even seeing this as an opportunity rather than defending his son to quickly put him to death over breaking the oath. But the men would not stand for it. They came to Jonathan's defense. They loved Jonathan. They realized Jonathan had worked a great victory for them and i like how they say this for for they said that jonathan had worked with god that day he recognized it it was god's victory but god had given the victory to jonathan because jonathan had faith and trust to the lord and had courage and no way was jonathan going to die over breaking the oath by having a little honey then Saul returned from pursuing the philistines and the philistines went to their own place You know, we need to be careful about things that we say. We need to be careful about vows that we make. And I think sometimes such things are motivated by our own ambition or even spiritual pride. But the problem is we distress others with the things that we want to accomplish. We put great loads upon them that they have to then bear. Look, if we are truly spiritual, then the fruit of the Spirit will be love and kindness and compassion to the people who are closest to us. May God help us be
1: motivated by love and not by our own pride. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the the through-the-Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we'll see where the Lord commands Saul to destroy the Amalekites, but instead he spares the best of their animals and their king. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Samuel on Simply the Bible.